gospel today is taken from Luke chapter 15, 1 through 3, and 11b to 32. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to him. And the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. There was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me my share of the property. That, that Bring me the share of the property that will belong to me. So he divided his property between them. A few days later, the younger son gathered all he had and traveled to a distant country. And there he squandered his property on dissolute living. When he had spent everything, a severe famine took place throughout that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. He would gladly have filled himself with the pods that the pigs were eating, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired hands have bread enough and to spare, but here I am dying of hunger. I will go up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. So he set off and went to his father. But when he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. Then the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, Quickly, bring out a robe, the best one, and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet and get the fatted calf and kill it, and let us eat and celebrate, for this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now his elder son was in the field, and when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the slaves and asked what was going on. He replied, your brother has come and your father has killed the fatted calf because he has got him back safe and sound. Then he became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and began to plead with him. But he answered his father, Listen, for all these years I've been working like a slave for you and I have never disobeyed your command. Yet you have never given me even a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came back, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. Then his father said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice because your bro this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found. A word of God that is still speaking. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God.
we often believe we are the problem. The scripture today is an example of God's grace. And it is not about those who does it all right or wrong, but who has a repentant heart because God created us good enough. Let me review some of the contexts which, in which Jesus teaches the prodigal parable. This is the third of the series of three parables found on Luke 15, which Jesus tells is in response to the Pharisees and the teachers of the, of the law who were whispering among themselves, saying, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Sinners were referring to tax collectors and prostitutes. The first parable is about the lost sheep, an gentle animal, which is in 15, 4, and 7. The second is about the lost coin, a valuable material. It's in 15, 8, and 9. And the third, I will propose to call it the prodigal father. The three parables refer to something lost that had been found. And they end with friends, celebration, and joy. I am like Jesus. I love family, friends, and fun. The parable of the father and the two sons has been understood and interpreted allegorically in that the older son represents the merciless Pharisees of Jews, leaders. And the younger son represent contrite sinners or Gentile Christians who were forgiven and accepted by the compassionate God. Likewise, the older brother is a symbol of self-righteousness, while the younger brother is a symbol of a new creation of humanity in God. And more, throughout the Bible, there is a common motif of the younger son being chosen by God. And it goes without saying that the father represent the merciful God. Today, I want to invite you to explore another angle of the story. How many times do you feel unhappy? Want to run away from home, your work, relationship, you feel like giving up school, church. You just don't feel you are good enough. I have. I am a middle child. I moved out of my home at an early age. Though in my case, there was no inheritance to take with me. And since then, I learned to trust God with my life. You might be feeling trapped, empty, unsatisfied, anxious, doing things that you don't want to do. Perhaps you are dealing with an eating disorder, drug addictions, relationship problems, body pain, shame. Maybe you don't even have a name for your problem. 
or even know other people that are struggling as you do. That is hard. You feel lonely, you have heavy heart, and you are uncertain of what will, be ha will happen with your life. Maybe you feel like the younger son who desires and seeks something new, something to bring him happiness, fulfillment, something he hopes will make him feel complete. So he chose to go far away from home and embrace, embark, embarks in a new, in his own destiny. The three main characters here tells us about human nature in regards of animosity, relationship, and reconciliation within family dynamics. Let's see the younger son first. He says, Father, give me my share of the property that, I, that, I, that will belong to me. This action show that he is greedy and unhappy. His poor choices bring him pain and consequences, such as hunger, distress, loneliness, and eventually also humility, repentance, and growth. When he asked his father for his inheritance, it was as the saying as he's saying, I'd rather you have your money than you. According to the Jewish tradition, he was in effect wishing his father's dead. So he takes his share, he goes away, he wasted all, squandering in selfish living. How? We don't have all the details. It is all left to our imagination. However, maybe we can agree with the older brother that he spent it with prostitutes. In time, however, the younger son experiences and sees the error of his way and says, I will get up and go to my father. I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against you, against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your higher hands. Of course, we need to talk about the older son. Since he was, too, he was not too cheerful when he saw his younger brother back home and celebrated. How do, how do we generally see him? Perhaps we, he displays an envy, jealousy, self-righteousness, superiority, and entitlement. He is angry, needy, and resentful. If I look at his feeling from my own perspective, I agree with him. But this is not about the human way, but God's way. The older son feels he deserves better and more than his little brother. This is when we need to be careful with our attitude, feeling, and thinking that because we are doing what is expected of us to do, we are better than others. 
We know more. We do better. Remember the story of the self-righteous men on Luke 18, 9 to 14, who judged himself against a tax collector while they were praying? He said, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, and even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all I, I get. But the tax collector, standing far off, not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beating his chest, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. In rather similar way, the older brother claimed his superiority without compassion for his little brother. He became angry, refused to go in. He said to his father, I have been working like a slave for you. I have never disobeyed your command. Yet you have never given me even a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. He maybe never asked for it. Who went home justified? The righteous or the tax collector? Have you identified with those two brothers before? Because I do. Although there is a lot to identify with the father. Prodigal means extravagance. The younger son is a prodigal, right? However, the father transcends all the traditional norms to extend his love, grace, forgiveness, and reconcile with both sons, demonstrates himself as being the greater prodigal in the story. The text reads, but while the younger son was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran, put his arm around him, and kissed him. And the father said to his slaves, Quickly, bring, his, bring our rope, the best one, and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger, sandals on his feet, and get a fatty calf and kill it, and let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. This son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. The father is a wasteful, and his altruism and benevolence, offering the most luxurious life and generosity of heart toward his sons. The father honored the occasion with the best robe, ring, food, friends, great joy and delight as his son coming back home, safe and sound. We all need forgiveness and redemption. It is our option to come to our senses, to make the wise decision, and return to our creator, the, found, the fountain of living waters. 
Our eternal life is in God. And if we continue wandering away in the things of the world, we will be hungry, isolated, empty, and cold. No matter how far we walk away from God in righteousness, when we recognize, repent, and confess, God's grace is ready for each one of us. Waiting with grace fiesta, grande fiesta. Come to the altar, come home where you belong. In some way, Jesus is speaking about himself in this parable too. As a son away from the father due to our sins, Jesus' dead and resurrection is the greatest expression of love, trust, and hope for humanity. Because Jesus carries all our sins with him at the cross. He is separated from the Father. The story does not end there, though. We too are invited to take our own cross and to follow Jesus. And so also be together with him in his resurrection. How can the story of the prodigal father be, pre be practical in our lives? What is real in our life? What is the most beautiful thing you can say about your life when you look at, at the results of your actions? What do you see? Are you content? Satisfied? Do you have peace in your heart? On this day, let us recognize that all of us have better days when we can reach our full potential and reach by returning to a loving God who gives everything for us in a, with abundant joy. Let's renew our efforts to advance dignity and rights as legitimate children of God. God's reign means equality, equality life, limitless possibility for all. For all. It is okay to have things, but know that real life, true meaning is found in relationships, compassion, kindness, community, meals, faithfulness, love, laughter, struggle, triumph, and more. And first John 4:16 says, if we abide in God, we can expect his love to be renewed to us every day. Even when we find ourselves in the darkest place, we can know that through it all, the Father is still loving us. God is not intimidated by our brokenness. There is something called the regular in us. The regular is the rule of life. We have the power and capacity within us for free will. Are your major life choices within you, your life toward your career, family, hobby, holiness, 
travel, or self-indulgence. No matter what your choices has been till now, you are good enough to receive the Father's love, and he is waiting for you to come back. To close, what is preventing you from reconciliation? Friends, how about finding yourself? Take this Lenten season to change the game. Today's message is to encourage you to recognize any wrongdoing, confess, repent, and return to the fountain, to the foundation of our core values of grace, holiness, and forgiveness in Christ. These steps can bring healing, deliverance, transformation to our self, relationship into our, with our Creator. God created us to be good enough because, because our identity is in Jesus. In God, we are part of a greater cause for the perfect, sorry, for the betterment of the creation. God wants us to be whole, and it is not by being perfect, it is by being honest, humble, and loving. Let me pray. God of grace and glory, I want to dance and celebrate with you. Thank you that you are enough, that we are enough in your eyes, and you walk with us. Despite failing short in, in so many ways, you choose to make your glory seen in us. Amen.